The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning to all. Um, of course, I'm not a stranger here anymore now. I've been here a few times. And um, myself and Pastor Rob, of course, met some years ago and just kind of became friends. And um, as we said in the beginning, we didn't just want to have a, a photo op, so to speak, but we wanted to be friends. And that's what we have, of course, become, along with uh, some of you guys, kind of met some of you guys in different places. I think I was down at, uh, they had a prayer meeting maybe a, few, a couple months ago and saw someone from um, Browncroft. And so I look to you guys as family. So um, thank you for allowing me to come over and, and share uh, with you. So you guys usually invite me over. I usually say, I usually come over. And so I usually have one of my assistants minister that morning and so we are actually inviting you guys over which is September uh, 9th uh, over at In Christ New Hope Ministry 155 Pinnacle Road and I expect to see every last one of you guys I'm gonna tell you that right now <laughs> but welcome let's pray and we'll get right into the lesson Father thank you and praise you as always for who you are thank you for being God thank you for being Abba our Father our Source Thank you most of all for Jesus Christ who came that we might have a right at the tree of life. Jesus, we will forever be indebted to you, sir. And then we thank you for your good spirit. We thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit who continues to lead us and guide us into all truth and show us things to come. I've already prayed concerning the, each and every individual that would ever come here at this, at this service at this time. Holy Spirit, I ask that you open their heart that they will not see me but that they will see me hid behind the cross. And that as we continue to lift up Jesus, that you'll do all the drawing. So I expect for you to draw them today. And Father, we will forever give you the praise, the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, if you don't have your Bible, but I know you probably have your cell phones. So if you have your Bible, I'm going to ask that you raise your Bible up. But if you don't have your Bible, I'm going to ask that you raise your cell phone up. And I'm going to ask that you repeat after me. Now, we're going to do the first, first service. They did an amazing job. So I want you to do the same. Just repeat after me. This is my Bible. I can do what it says I can do. I'm about to be taught the inspired word of God. And as I act upon the word. I shall receive the manifestation of the word 
In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Well, turn to the person that's sitting right next to you and let them know that you are sitting next to a world overcomer. Now, the ones that didn't do it, I know exactly who you are. And I may come right out there and say, now, why didn't you do that? So, but um, the Bible says that we are, we, we are world overcomers. And the Bible says that whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And the Bible says this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. In other words, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ gives us the ability to become what the word of God says is a world overcomer. So we start out literally from the gate as a world overcomer. So we want to stay focused. I, I love the topic for of course, for this particular uh, series, the summer of 23, the summer of 23. And our um, foundational scripture, of course, is my verse in, in, is, is verse four. But um, as you guys read earlier, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but my topic is hit the switch, hit the switch. And so when I think about Psalms 23 is a psalm of comfort. David sees God as a caring shepherd, and he sees himself as one of the lamb. But like a lamb, David needs to be led, just like you and I. David needs to be led to food and water when wandering in the wilderness or in the deserts of Israel. God leads David to rare fields of green grass and, and calm waters, so to speak. And, but what also happened, God ensures David that he is being led in the right direction for God owns Satan. And so leading David along the path of righteousness is, is a matter of God's character. And David is confident that God will never fail to lead him. That also means that even when it's the most threatening places in God's presence, David has no reason to fear because he's really in his presence. And so God's rod and his staff, they, David understand that they comfort him. God always leads us in the best route possible. Think about that for a minute. That God, your heavenly father, always leads us in the best route possible. And I was thinking about this and I would say, you know what? Our GPS system tell us, tells us uh, that this is the best route possible at this particular time. And you know what? We as human beings, as smart as we are, we don't even question. We don't even know who's behind the scene who's saying that. Maybe it's a toddler. Who knows? But, but we don't say anything. But, and so, so my point here is that let's, let's not question the route or the race that God has set before us this day. But let us look unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith. And so when you think about Psalms 23, verse 4. Now the first part, of course, we read earlier, but it talked about a that the Lord is present tense right now. He is our shepherd. But he's our shepherd to protect, to heal, 
And he said, I, David said, I, I lack nothing. One translation said, I lack nothing. I, and, but then he says, he, he, he maketh me to lie down, makes us to lie down, to rest. And this is the key. When you understand that God has literally put you in a finished work. Now, what has to happen? So we're not saying that we're resting from the work, but we are resting right in the finished work of Jesus Christ, what he's already did for each and every individual who's ever came into this earth realm. And so when you get to verse four, it says, even though I walk through. So we're walking through. We're not buying any real estate there. We're walking through, even though I walk through the darkest valley. You don't want to stay there. He's, I, will, I, I will. I will to fear no evil. Why? For because you are with me. Don't you ever let anybody make you think that you are by yourself in whatever situation that you may be experiencing right now. Because it said, thou art with me. You're thy rod to protect, thy staff to guide. They comfort me. Those are the things that comfort us. So as I was thinking about hit the switch, and I was thinking about God himself. And what I love about God, God never tells us to do anything he himself hasn't already done. So, so when I was thinking about hit the switch, God turned on his own switch of his word, so to speak. When things didn't look the way God wanted them to look. Think about it. When we, let's travel back to Genesis chapter 1. And the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. But then it says, darkness covered. Darkness was everywhere. Then the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord was, was hovering over the waters. But the Bible says everything was dark. But God never made the statement after that. And that God never said, man, it sure is dark out here. No, no. God said what he wanted. God said in verse three, let there be light. And guess what? Light showed up. And then in verse six, you'll see the, those same three words. And God said in verse nine, you'll see the same words. And God said in verse 11, you'll see the same words. And God said, you know, you don't kind of probably want a cracker. And God said, and God said over and over and over again. No, you didn't. You get down to verse 26 and God said, let us make man. We want to make him in our image, at our likeness. But then you get to verse 30, 31. It said that God saw everything he said. So God had a picture of what he wanted. So God hit the switch in his own life. <laughs> but he was showing us how to do it. He was showing us the power of of words. Words are containers and they hold and they shape our tomorrows. You right now are the sum total of what you've been believing with your heart and what you've been saying with your mouth. Now, if you don't like where you are in life, if you don't like what's going on, you're going to have to hit the switch. You're going to have to start saying about yourself what you like to see. And then things starts changing. So I would like to share with you one of my personal, deep, darkest valleys. Because that scripture says, yea, though I walk through the valley 
of the deepest darkness. I will, I will fear no evil. And so what happened, it was in, in, in you know, I know we're, we're talking about the summer of 23, but this particular situation was the winter of 2017. And Dell and I were tasked with picking up our grandson, Antoine, who was a junior at Fordham University, and he played on the basketball team. They were playing a team out of New York City called Manhattan University. And as we went to the game, everything was fine. The weather was perfect, headed into Brooklyn, New York. It was good. It was a good game. And after, after the game was over, we met, some pe- we met some people after the game. And now I'm getting ready mentally for the ride back home. That would probably be about five hours. So we get about two hours into the ride, to, in, into the ride back, and it starts snowing like crazy. I can't, I can't see well. In, in front of me, cars are going off the road and, and, and people are pulling over. And it's, it's definitely dark. It's definitely a deep valley of my shadow of death. And so I'm getting anxious at the same time. Why? Because the most important and most beautiful person in my life besides God is on, is on, is on the right side of me in the passenger seat, which is my wife. My oldest, or our oldest grand, grandson, who I expected to be the pace setter on the male side of our family uh, for all of our other grandchildren is in the back seat and with his friend. And all of a sudden, in the midst of all this stuff, these things going on in my head and, and, and all, I'm getting a little nervous and that all of a sudden I, I hear like a still, small voice. And this still small voice says, when are you going to hit the switch? Because I had been focused in on the cars going off the side of the road and, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay, I'm thinking about my wife, I'm thinking about my, my grandson in the back in the backseat. And all of a sudden, I, I, just, I just hear this still small voice in my heart of hearts. And he says, when are you going to hit the switch? And, and know, see, he said, when are you going to hit the switch? And know that just as I, I said in those first three verses, you know, think about David. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Man, that's, that's something positive. You know, he, he's, he's my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh made me to lie down in green pants. I mean, he restores my soul. He's saying all this kind of stuff. But then you get to verse four. Yea, though I walk. And you may be experiencing something right now. And God is saying to you, when are you going to hit the switch? Yea, though I walk. See, we're not, again, we're not buying any real estate there. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And so what God was saying, listen, I, 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 I know just, he said, just as, as in those first, those first three verses, I'm, I'm that same God, see? And I'm not just here Roger, I'm not here just to say hello. I'm here, son, to get you through this difficult time in your life. And then, he's, then I could hear him saying, now continue to focus 
on your destination and not on what's going on around you. You think I don't know, and that's what God is saying to some of us this morning. You may have came in here very heavy, and God is saying, when are you going to hit the switch? You may think I don't I know exactly what's going on around you, but I do need for you to hit the switch. I do need for you to get a, a different picture of your of where you're going to land at. And so I found out in the midst of all these things, I found out that whatever you stare at, whatever you stare at, you steer toward. And so at first, all I could see was what was going on around me, the difficulty, the snow, the this, the that. Whatever you stare at, you'll start steering toward. So my wife of 15,340.19 days, which is equivalent to 42 years. I say those kind of things that kind of get me some brownie points, so to speak. She said to me, are you going to pull over? And I said, I, I, I can't be. I, I, got, I, got, I, I, have, I have to stay locked into this tractor trailer that was right in front of me. I look at it as an angel. Don't know who that gentleman is. Thank you very much. <laughs> when we get to heaven, I'll see him one day. But just going 20, 25 miles an hour. And this, this, this went on for about two hours. And then finally, we hit good weather conditions. And of course, we made it home. But, but, but I, I needed to believe and I needed to know that God was always there with me through it all. And I submit unto you, if he was with me, he'll be with you. And matter of fact, he is with you. So you may be experiencing a Psalm 23, 4, even right now. It, your, your Psalm 24, your, your, it, it may be a health challenge. You may be experiencing some, a health challenge. It may be a lost one. It may be the loss of, of a loved one. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about a young lady. I don't know if she's here or was in first service, but her name is Mrs. Morrison. And I remember she lost her son, uh, Scott. And I remember getting an opportunity to meet her and to pray with them. But she walked through there. She just leaned and depended upon the scriptures. She took those scriptures off, those words off the pages of the Bible, and she trusted God with those things. And God is continuing to bring her through. Your deep valley may be a child leaving home for the first time to go to college. You need to understand that may be a valley, but, but God, is with, God is with you. And also, he's with, that, he's with your child. I remember when one of our children were, our daughter was going to Morgan State. And it was, it was her first year, and we got down, and we got there. I got her unpacked and all those different things. And, and we was in the, in the room, and her roommate wasn't there. And, and um, I said to her, uh, she, we kind of, our eyes kind of met, and, and, and she said, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. And I said, I'm afraid too. And she started crying, and I started crying. Now, we had, we had, all, we had just paid her first 
semester, 16, 16. We had already paid 16,000. If she would have said, I want to go home, I would have packed everything up and took her right back home. And I remember coming back down to the van and my wife said, shoot, I thought this verse that I had was for her. It's for you. (laughs) But God said, I'm the same God. I'm the same one that have always, Roger, took care of your children. And really, they're not even your children. God loaned us these children. Did you know that? God gets them. God loves you so much and trusts you so much. He allows us to raise his children. And that's why the scripture says, train up a child in the way that they must go. And when they get older, they won't depart. I was telling our congregation the other week, notice it says train up a child. Y'all older folk, it's kind of hard to train y'all sometimes. <laughs> it's easier to train children. So it, it may, you may be, that may be your valley this morning. But in the, in the midst of all of that, understand this one thing. There's a scripture. You can jot it down. I don't, they, they're not going to turn to it. But, but in, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Think about this. You think about where you are in life. Think about your valley. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it says this. While we look not at the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The word temporal means subject to change. But we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are not seen are eternal. So God is saying, listen, I was right in that storm. I was right in that valley. But he's saying, while we look not at those things, not denying that I wasn't in the storm, I was there. But he's saying, don't look at it from that perspective. You keep your eyes fixed on me. Well, how can I keep my eyes fixed on him in the middle of driving? <laughs> how can I do that? Well, think about what we just said. Uh, yea, though we walk through. So we can just say, yea, though we drive through. The valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. I don't have to fear evil. Because he's with me. So stay focused on wherever you are in life right now that this God that we're talking about, this same God that we sing about, those awesome song, song praise and worship songs that we just got through singing, this same God. That's why I lift up holy hands to him because I appreciate what God continues to do for me and my family and our loved ones and the congregation that he's allowed me to minister to. So keep these things in mind as we close out. So I would just call them things to remember from your summer of 23. Number one, if we belong to him, he's with us. Don't you let anybody tell you anything different. If you belong to Christ, you belong to God, he's with you. Now, I didn't say if you belong to Browncroft. I didn't say that if you belong to In Christ New Hope Ministry. I said that if you belong to God. This is our gathering place. 
this, you are the church, or we are the church individually, and we are the body of Christ collectively. I'm going to give an, I'm giving an invitation at the end of the service, but it's not for someone else. It's for you. I want you to make a decision for you to know if I have really given my life to Christ. I didn't say that you've given your life to, to, for Brown Crawl. Now I'm talking about a personal relationship with God himself. So when, it, when I think about the first thing is that if you belong to him, if you belong to God, he's with us. And there's a scripture here that I want you to look at. It says here, I will, he said, and this is what God is saying concerning the individual that belonged to him. He said, I will, I will never under any circumstances. So that means that wherever you are right now, I was in that storm, but he says here, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my, my hold on you. Assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently say, the Lord, is, see, right in that midst of that storm that I was in, that deep valley. And wherever you are right now, though, he's saying this particular, this, you can make this statement here. The Lord is, present tense, my helper in time of need. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Second thing I want you to understand is that the God that we serve is consistently consistent. He is consistently consistent. There's a couple of scriptures, one in Malachi 3.6. It says, uh, God makes this statement. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. I'm the Lord. I'm consistently consistent. There's another scripture in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, and it's, it's speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't change, Roger. I am consistently consistent. Another statement I want you to think about is even though we were in that storm, even though we kind of like uh, the enemy was trying to put some different thoughts in my mind and different things, and you make same thing, maybe go, maybe you may be experiencing some things right right now. But even in the midst of all those things, do you know that the shadow of a dog has never been anyone? It's just a shadow. So in the midst of all of your challenges, hit the switch. Find out what God has to say about your situation personally. There's a scripture, it's in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, and the writer says it like this. And God is speaking and God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It doesn't say they're destroyed. They're destroyed for not going to church. Hello. Folk go to church. But he said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. In other words, he says, they don't know what I have to say about that situation 
whatever situation you may be in. So I'm driving, and the enemies is, you know, as I said before, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm, you know, I have my wife. I have my grandchildren, grandchild in the back, da, da, da. You know, all this stuff is going on. And, and he, hey, when you hit the switch, because remember we said earlier, whatever you stare at, that's what you'll start steering toward. So think about it. If I stare at the word of God, then all of my thoughts, my actions will start, you know, start going that particular way. And then guess what happened? Then God can send, <laughs> be it a, a, a tractor trailer that I'm able to follow in the, for the next two and a half hours. So God starts sending people your way to assist you. Not to just say, hey, Roger, I'm here. No, no, no. I, Lord, I don't need you to be here. I need you to be helping me in this situation. Are you here? Amen? So in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it talks about concerning the shadow. The shadow of a dog has never been anyone. Peter makes a statement. He says, I need for you to stay focused. He says, be vigilant. He said, because your, 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 your adversary, the devil, walketh around, walketh about like a roaring lion. He's not a lion, as a roaring lion. In other words, he makes a whole lot of noise. You know, you know how bullies are. Sometimes bullies just talk a lot of stuff, but they never would want to do anything. Just make a whole lot of noise. So you stay focused. Yea, though I walk through. We're going through here of the shadow of death. I will, I will fear no evil. So let's ask this question. Well, what is fear? Well, one thing I can tell you about, about fear is that it's something that, that you, the believer, has not been given. God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but he's given you power, love, and a sound mind. So what really is fear? I submit unto you that fear is false evidence appearing real. The shadow of a dog. Have never been anyone. Number five, nothing is permanent. Think about this. Nothing is permanent except God and his promises. That situation that we were in, it had an expiration date on it. The situation that you may be in right now, I submit unto you, if you'll look to the word of God, it has an expiration date on it. If you'll stay focused on what God is telling or sharing with you to do. Because God cannot lie. Last thing, number six, seasons change. We're in this season of change. Seasons change. Nothing lasts forever except God and his promises. One scripture there is in, in Psalms 119 Verse, verse 89. Think about this. I said, season change. Nothing lasts forever except God and his promises. And then in Psalms 119, verse 89, it says this. It says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So God has given you an everlasting word in the situation that you're in right now. If you hit the switch, if you focus on what he has to say about that situation and stay right there. In other words, this is what you need to do. You need to give the word of God first place in your life and then allow that same word 
to be the final authority in your decision making. I'm out of time. Thank you for yours. Stand to your feet, please. Now, let me, let me just say this. That was a, a weak applause. Now, can we, can we try that again, please? Thank you. <laughs> every, every eye closed, please. Thank you. And I don't want you to think about anyone else. I want you to think about yourself personally. I don't want you to, to say, man, I wish so-and-so was here. You're here. The right one is here. And I want to give an invitation. And this invitation is to join the family of God. You may be a member of Browncroft or you may be viewing but you've never really given your heart to Christ according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9. There's a way. There's a way to come into the family of God. And it's great that you're here. It's amazing that you're here. It's great. I'm excited that you're here. But I want to see you forever. So if you are here today and you've never given your life to Christ, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And just, I want you to just listen, because verse 9 says, if thou, says this, if, if thou or if thou shalt confess, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. Just that easy. So if you are here this morning or viewing and you would like to give your life to Christ that we may do life together. So if you're here right now under the sound of my voice and you would like to give your life to Christ, don't be concerned about who's on your right or who's on your left. You raise your hand, your right hand and say, yes, I would like to give my life to Christ on this day. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Hands all over. While eyes, eyes are closed and believers are praying, I want you to just repeat this, these words after me. Lord Jesus, you said in your word that if I would confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. You said, Father, I would be saved. Jesus, I receive you as my personal Savior and my Lord. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin, and I'll live my life for you. Brother, sister, if you made that declaration, you are in the family of God now give them a hand amen <laughs> hallelujah praise God you are dismissed fellowship with someone before you leave continue to walk in your blessings